So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for joining me this morning. And this is the third Sunday of Easter. It's the 15th of April. Joining me in studio today, uh, a few guests. First of all, Noreen Lynch from the Pastoral Centre in Newcastle West. You found that lovely, comfortable seat again. Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. It's lovely to be here. Thanks a lot for coming. And you brought somebody with you this morning. I did. Would you like to introduce your guest, please? Eimear Hurley is a, a friend of mine since childhood and also uh, involved with me in the World Meeting of Families Committee here in Limerick Diocese. In fact, she's our diocesan delegate to the World Meeting of Families as we prepare for the visit of Pope Francis. So it's great to have Eimear here with us this morning. You're welcome. Thanks, John. Thanks, Noreen. Thanks, it's great to be here. Now, what you don't know is that Eimear has been actually in the studio a few times to record a few things and has happened on this programme a number of times. For some reason, that particular programme didn't go out. But we're guaranteed this one is going to go out this one. Okay. Eamon, thanks a lot for joining no us. No problem, John. And where would, we, where would we go without our trusted friends, someone out there in Skypland? Shane Ambrose, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, John. How are we doing today? Good. Thanks a lot for joining us, Shane. So this, as we said, at the 15th of April, it's the third Sunday in Easter. And of course, we want to welcome especially those people who join us every Sunday morning, those people who are sick and housebound, those people who are lonely, looking for some hope. We pray that this hour will help you to listen to what the Holy Spirit wants you to hear. I particularly want to give a shout out actually to some people over in Birmingham in the UK who I met uh, during the week last week. And those uh, those people over there, they actually listen to the programme over there. So uh, to Carol, I think it is, Bridie and Julie, uh, thanks for giving me the hospitality when we met last week and thanks again for joining the programme. And of course, Margaret as well. Thank you indeed for your prayers that you've assured you will keep up for Sacred Space. This programme, as people know at this stage, is repeated again tonight at 11pm on local radio. And of course, goes out on our blog at www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com. Of course, to remind listeners again, this is maintained by a good, a good man, Shane, who, who spends half his, half his hours um, when he should be sleeping and resting, uh, taking care of the blog. Shane, thanks a lot for that again. No problem. You've John. been putting up a few things this week, but maybe you'll speak about those later on. Mm-hmm. And of course, we want to also mention that if you want to contact the program at all during the week, you can do that by emailing me, and that's on sacredspace102 at gmail.com. Or you can contact the local radio station, and that's 069 Shane, celestial guides who are going to take care of us for the week, saints for the week. Who have we got for sure. us this week? So this week's calendar, John, is it's, there's a few interesting ones on it. Um, obviously, as you said, today is the third Sunday of Easter. Uh, so for those praying the Psalter, we're on week three and um, for the third week. Uh, so the 16th of April is the feast day of St. Bernadette of Lourdes, or St. Bernadette Saboris. Uh, the seer of Lourdes, of course, the the the, the small well, not sure, the the young, the young uh, shepherdess who who received the vision of the Virgin of Lourdes, and of course received that uh, great uh, uh, naming of Mary, uh, you know, I am the Immaculate. So and uh, so that's that's who we celebrate on the on the sixteenth of April. Then on the seventeenth of April we have the, we have uh, we we t- we take a trip across the Atlantic. And we join with our American cousins in celebrating a feast of the American church. And that is St. Katire Tekawata. Wita, I think is how you pronounce her name. She is also known as the Lily of the Mohawks. And obviously, as the name would suggest, she is a, a saint of the Native American Catholics. She was canonized in 
19, in 2012 by Pope Benedict XVI. And she was the daughter of a woman that was captured by the Iroquois and married to a non-Christian chief. She was orphaned during a smallpox epidemic. And then she was, she was converted and baptized by the Jesuit missionaries to the, uh, to the Iroquois. And she was shunned and abused for her faith. And then she escaped and uh, escaped into the wilderness to a Christian Native American village. So it's, she's one of the first Native Americans proposed for canonization. Her cause was originally started in 1884 under Leo the Thirteenth, and it wasn't until 2012 that it was officially finished. So then moving on, on the 18th of April, we have, going to the Irish calendar, we have one of the feasts of the Irish, the Twelve Apostles of Ireland, as they're called, and it is the feast day of St. Lazarin of Lachlan, I think is how you pronounce his name, otherwise known as Molesha, uh, Molesha, M-O-L-A-I-S-E, I think is how you would pronounce that one. Uh, he is associated very much with uh, working in Ireland and Scotland, and he had a monastery which thrived and gave its name to Dysis, uh, in which was established in 1110. He was associated also with bringing in the celebration of the uh, Roman method of calculating the date of Easter, and he died in 639. He was supposed to have been a student of St. Murin of Fahim, and he was also appointed an apostolic legate by Honorius I. So that's who we have on the Irish calendar on the 18th of April. Moving on then, the 19th of April is the feast day of uh, Blessed James Ducas, is a guy I've picked out for this, this week. He was a London bookseller, and he converted to Catholicism. He married, he'd one son, and he was arrested several times for printing and selling Catholic books before he was executed as, and he's regarded as one of the English martyrs. And he was hanged in Tyburn in 1602. And obviously he's one of the patron saints of booksellers and publishers. And he was canonized, or sorry, he was beatified by Pius uh, the 11th in 1929. And obviously his cause for canonization is still pending. Then on the 20th of April, we're moving to one of the Irish blesseds. And this is Blessed Morris, now I, I bear with me a second, McInrahati, I think is how you pronounce this man's name. That'll do, Shane, he that'll was, do. He was from Kilmallock, there's a Limerick connection with him. He, he was from Kilmallock, yes, he was, chaplain, he was chaplain to the Earls of Desmond, and he spent two years in prison, and he was then executed for refusing to accept Queen Elizabeth I as head of the church. And he is one of the Irish martyrs that was beatified by John Paul II in 1992. Um, he is also, uh, yeah, so he, 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 he's from Kilmallock, but he was martyred in Clonmel. So that's who we have on the 20th of, uh, February, oh, sorry, 20th of April. And then finally on Saturday, John, next week, we have the feast day of a famous doctor of the church, St. Anselm. He is a great theologian from Lombardy, and he joined the monastic school at Beck in Normandy in 1059 under the direction of Lanfranc whom he succeeded as the Archbishop of Canterbury. He was exiled twice and he died in 1109. And Anselm's famous line from a theological point of view is the description of theology as faith-seeking reason. Um, and the fact that the study of theology is a very much logical thing to do, as for, unlike those that would try to make out that faith and reason have no relationship to each other. So anyway, his feast day is on the 21st of April, which is next Saturday. And that's what we have in terms of Celestial Guides this week. As usual, very comprehensive. Thanks for that, Shane.
Of course, you, you did remind us last week, and again remind our listeners, um, on the 20th Wednesday, isn't that the anniversary um, of the ordination of uh, Bishop Donald? Bishop Donald yes, the, the, the 18, Wednesday is the 18th, and it is the, Episcopal, uh, or it's the anniversary of the Episcopal ordination of the Bishop Emeritus of Limerick, Dr. Donald Murray. And he was originally ordained as bishop, as auxiliary bishop for the Dublin Archdiocese in 1982. At the time Dr. Bishop Donald was ordained bishop, he was actually one of the youngest bishops on the Episcopal Conference for many years. Uh, he was quite young when he was ordained bishop. And obviously then, of course, um, after serving as auxiliary in Dublin, he was transferred to Limerick. So we wish him a happy anniversary. Thanks for that, Jan. Okay, just one, just one notice I've got before I let Noreen in here. Um, I've just been asked to mention about intercessory prayer in St. Paul's Church, Dorodial. That's this coming Sunday, sorry, Sunday the 22nd of April. That's next Sunday from 2.30pm to 4.30pm. Intercessory prayer in St. Paul's Church, Dorodial, 2.30pm to 4.30pm uh, next Sunday. Just one last thing, just before I let Noreen in here, uh, just in regard to EWTN. Uh, Pope, Pope Benedict XVI, um, Christ above all, next Saturday, if people wish, uh, at 9 o'clock for an hour, Joanna Bogle and Claire Anderson reflect on the life and legacy of Pope Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI as they travel around Rome. People might be interested in that, 9 o'clock in next Saturday night. Noreen, what do you have for us for this week? Well, there's a few bits and pieces coming up. Um, Probably the, the big thing that Imer and I are, are very interested in is that for World Meeting of Families, we're finding a lot of people are, are calling the diocesan centre and asking what's happening and how do you book a ticket and if you want to volunteer. So what we've done is we've invited someone down from the Dublin office to come down and we're going to have three events. We're going to have two events in the city and one in the county where people can come and ask about how do you get a ticket, how if you want to volunteer, if you're coming as a group, what will you do? So... On Tuesday evening, 17th, that's next Tuesday, at mm. half seven in the evening in the Desmond Complex from half seven, we're going to have a short presentation and then a chance to break into groups where people can ask their questions. Mm. So everyone's welcome to that. There's no charge and it's a good chance to just come and find out the details. Um, if you have young people 18 to 35 or if you are a young person 18 to 35 and you're going to be in Limerick um, on the uh, Tuesday night as well, the father, Philip Mulrain, who's a uh, Dominican father, who was originally a football player with Man United, oh, is yeah. going to be in town. Mm. And they're going to have prayer and a pint on Tuesday evening. That's uh, half seven at Mass in the Dominicans, followed by a pint or a beverage of your choice, as it says, uh, at Jerry Flannery's pub. Um, and it's a chance really to, to chat to a man who's had a, just a very interesting journey about his journey of faith. Sorry, did you say, is that restricted to 35s? They encourage 18 to 35 is what they're inviting along to, to have a chat. No, I'm, I'm sure the sisters are open, but they just invited people okay, 18 to 35. Enough. I know, but it's a lovely opportunity and it's lovely that he's there. Um, and uh, Monday evening, for those who are very interested in, in choral music and uh, the Escalonia de Montserrat, which is a very famous choir, they're touring um, and they're going to be in uh, the Redemptorist Church on, on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. But they're also going to be in Denstall Abbey on Monday night, this Monday night, the 16th, at 8 o'clock. There'll be a recital at 8, then Compline with the Monks mm. of Denstall, concluding with the Salve Regina. So it'll be just a beautiful event Monday night, and it's free admission. The concert's on on Tuesday night, and then on Thursday they're up in the Pro Cathedral with the Palestrina Choir. So for those who'd be interested in that kind of yeah. beautiful mm. choral music... Mm. And the last thing I'll mention is that there's a, a conference coming up now. It's in Dublin, but people like to know about these things. The Irish Catholic um, 
Editor Michael Kelly is releasing a book on how to how to defend your faith without raising your voice. Mm. And so they're having a day um, uh, in the Red Cow in uh, on the 28th of April, so at the end of the month. Um, and it's a full day. You'd find all the information from the, at the Irish Catholic newspaper or in their website. But it's a good chance to hear uh, a number of different opinions on that. Um, there's other little bits and pieces on, but I think they're the main things we wanted to mention. That's okay, Noreen. Uh, I'm sure we'll think of something as we go, Emma, as well, that we haven't we mentioned. Well, of, course, <laughs> of course, Noreen and Emma are going to stay with us for part two and part three, but part two, they're going to say a little bit more about where we're meeting the families. But in the meantime, before we, we, we go for our first bit of music, there's a spiritual communion prayer that we always pray for those people who can't get to Mass this morning and can't receive Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. But uh, Emma is going to pray that spiritual communion for us this morning. Thanks, Emma. My Jesus... I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. So for our first bit of music, um, Noreen, you got a piece of music today you'd like us to play? Yeah. I'm going to uh, brought some pieces from the Shine um, CD that won Shine 2014. We had a gorgeous uh, event with young people uh, from across the diocese, from two dioceses. And this is called Open My Eyes. It might be our prayer this morning. Let's hear this. I live within you. 
Rest now in me. So, welcome back again to Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for joining me this morning. Morning, of course, Noreen Lynch from the Pastoral Centre and Emma Williams are with us here to share with us more information, more good news about the World Meeting of Families 2018 as it pertains to Limerick Diocese. Noreen, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I suppose the the challenge when we heard about World Meeting of Families was to say, how do we prepare? Because sometimes we're so busy that we can find ourselves at the end, two days beforehand, saying, I meant to get tickets mm. and actually arrive to be entertained rather than to engage in an event. And mm. so when Pope Francis was announcing this, he wrote um, to the diocese and to Ireland, the Dublin diocese and to Ireland and said, I want you mm. to use this letter that I've written Mm-mm. as as the ground of everything. Um, Emer probably could say a bit more about that as our diocesan delegate and probably say it better than me. Um, mm-hmm. But what we did was we basically formed a small committee and said, OK, let's take what we've been asked to do and, and make some plans. And one of the things we discovered was that a lot of the plans we made, the national thing had actually planned some really good stuff that we didn't need to do too much. We just had to engage at what was already mm-hmm. available. Okay. Emer, right. do you want to say a word maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah OK. Yeah, so I suppose the... the the Dublin group come up with, I suppose, the Amoris Let's Talk Family, Let's Be Family programme. And I suppose this was a response to Pope Francis's request Mm -hmm. that we would study the joy of love, his document. And I suppose it aims to support families and parishes in preparation for the World Meeting of Families, as Noreen has said. And I suppose everyone is, is, it's for everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone is welcome to follow the programme. The programme is online. Mm-hmm. or the programme has been run mm-hmm. at, as parish events. And I suppose we have probably 20 parishes, have we, Noreen, going from the And even 20 point? groups, some of which are two and three parishes, came together and said, oh, let's yeah. you know, let's do this together. So uh, the, the sense was that the first half of the year we'd offer resources to parishes so that instead of people having to come out to talk series, that they would be within your family, here's a way of praying, with every month there's a different idea. And then that this six-week programme really was just almost the icing on the cake, the chance for those who had time to come to an evening programme to reflect but really it's the start of something isn't it yeah and yeah. I suppose like it's a very interactive programme because the programme uses short engaging videos mm-hmm. animations and mm-hmm. activities to mm-hmm. encourage discussion mm-hmm. and I suppose what's lovely about it is that you know if you're at home and you're not able to go out you yeah. can still engage with it mm-hmm. it's very easy if you're <laughs> any way you know can yeah. use a computer at all mm-hmm. um, all the discussions all the videos are there for you to use online and you can hear the, the you can hear and see the people mm. presenting them. So it, it's mm. it's a very good program that way. Yeah. And I suppose it's really challenging us to reflect on marriage and family in our computers, in our communities, <laughs> in our computers. <laughs> and um, I suppose he's asking us to think about support for newly married couples in a particular way and I suppose to reach out to families in need as well which is very much yeah. I suppose Pope Francis's thinking is all this reaching out that's right mm-hmm. that's right absolutely we actually had it in in Ada we, mm-hmm. we kind of had this parish conversations in Ada um, I find it good but I found I'm glad you mentioned that then I found myself it was good to touch base again with the website amaris.ie yeah. and watch the videos again and give me chances mm-hmm. again but again, for us anyway, there was a mixture of people there. As you say, there was a mixture of age groups at the actual conversations, our own experiences, and, and obviously given our mm-hmm. reflections on what we'd heard. 
But the but in regard to the actual uh, videos themselves, I thought it was fantastic because it ranged from parents to grandparents to schoolgirl to a newly married couple to childless couples to single people, gay people, parents of gay people. All the the whole spectrum of families. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, from what I gather, the Pope really was saying, well, listen, guys, we really want to help everybody. We're not excluding anybody. Isn't that the yeah, whole thing about it? That's very much, I think, Pope Francis's whole thing, you know. It is. That yeah. we need to, I always think of that image that he uses about going out to the courtyards. That uh, you know that 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 image that it's not just the people that come through the door that and think that you know that they're they're the, the perfect family, the perfect Catholic. Yeah. He's reaching out to those that haven't that um, sense of being perfect, and I think that's what's so beautiful about the whole thing. I think one of the things he's very clear on, and and that it's the fifth section of the of the videos it captures it well, is that what we can do with people is journey with them, and yeah. we can be a model. But we have no right to think we know what goes on in any other family and to judge and to insist. Really what we're called to is to be witnesses and support and that people would discover discernment and how to, how to learn how to notice God in their lives, to respond to God in their lives and to grow in faith. So I just yeah. find that such an, a, an empowering thing because so often we're worried about saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Pope Francis, let the Holy Spirit do the work. Be with people and support them. The other bit I love about this... Um, is the kind of chapter four, the PC where he takes uh, the love is from Corinthians and he goes through different little pieces. Love, love never gives up. Love is kind. And he talks about in your family, you know, where would you have had an experience of kindness and what did it mean yeah. to you? How yeah. could you be kind? Mm. That really practical thing, very, very useful, very mm. grounded. And I think a lot of people, what we're finding is people are engaging with this and saying, I didn't realise it was this accessible. I assumed it would be very theological in, a, in an academic way. And not realizing the theology, that exactly what Shane mentioned this, this yeah, about the yeah. saints, faith seeking understanding, faith yeah. looking for reason. That, yeah, that it's yeah. it's in the the real life that God is, and that's where families discover God too. So there's there's a lot of good reaction to it. Not everywhere. I mean, people are having different experiences, of course, because yeah. some like videos and some don't. But in a lot of ways, it's a lovely opportunity. But very accessible, <clears throat> as you said. Yes, and, and I, I would encourage anybody to go on, onto the website amaris.ie mm-hmm. and take a look at those videos. You know, people's stories, just one that I shared, just one last one, Gemma, Gemma a few times comes up, but she mentioned somewhere along in one of the videos that her hope is that by her example of faith, and I can see that as a grandparent, and you know, that her, maybe sharing a, sharing a story or sharing a homily, that her family might come to know the presence of God as she knows the presence of God. But she said right at the end, she said, it took me a long time to get there too and I thought that little phrase at the end was beautiful because sometimes people can put off or oh, they know it all and they've got it all for years and it took us years to get and we're still not there and I thought it was a beautiful example of ordinary family life Lovely and just it's worth mentioning that four of the people in those videos that are inspiring people all over Ireland and abroad are from Limerick so those videos were made in the pastoral centre the two young people, students and two of the women um Bridget Sullivan Lynn, who's a chaplain in St. Munchen's, and Sharon, Sharon Halpies in St. John's Parish, are both um, from, four of them are from Limerick, so we're blessed to have them give witness. Now, you mentioned early on that uh, you're the diocesan representative or delegate. Myself and my husband. What's that? Tell me what that is. I suppose, uh, I suppose we were, (laughs) what is it? I suppose uh, some some months ago, I suppose now probably, Bishop uh, Brendan in Limerick asked us that we would represent the diocese at the preparatory commission. So 
um, it's basically to ensure that the preparations happen in the diocese for the World uh, Meeting of Families, but I also attend the meetings in Dublin as a communication portal and as a discussion portal okay. for mm-hmm. preparation for mm-hmm. the World Meeting of Families and, of course, uh, the now-confirmed visit of uh, Pope Francis on the Saturday and Sunday to the to the Congress. Okay. So you got something coming up? Have you got Tuesday around Newcastle West? Uh, yes, yeah. knowing it's better times than mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. Well, we'll have... Basically, three days. We have something in the New Diocesan Centre on Tuesday afternoon at four, and then Tuesday night in Newcastle West at half seven in the Desmond Complex. There'll be a chance to find out about volunteering, about registration, buses, groups, all those questions you have. So people have told me already they're coming from Drumcolour and Abbey Field and a few other places mm. because they just want to, to sit and say, what do I need to do? Um, and actually, the tickets for the weekend, for those who are concerned, the weekend is when Pope Francis will be here on the Saturday in Croke Park and on the Sunday in the Phoenix Park. Those tickets, as free tickets individually, haven't been released yet because up to this we weren't sure whether he was coming up so we didn't know how many tickets we had. Mm. So they have to just do a little bit of organising and they'll be available. Now, if somebody decides, I'd really like to go to the Congress, which is the few days before, you'll remember the Eucharistic Congress, it was you know during the week those mm. days. So if people go to those days, we hold tickets for them. They're he- tickets held for them for the free tickets. So some people are saying that's how you'll get free tickets. I would say, don't worry. In a couple of weeks, there'll be a big announcement. The tickets are now all available online. There's about half a million tickets for the Phoenix Park. So the problem won't be that you can't get a ticket. They reckon the Phoenix Park will hold 600,000. Unfortunately, it won't hold the numbers that were there in the time of Pope John Paul because of health and safety. That wasn't heard of back then. (laughs) Slightly more organised this time. So just to say to you that the the tickets will be there, we'll be able to organise. I think Croke Park will be a fabulous event for families really encourage young families because it is once in a lifetime event Pope Francis will not be sitting in Croke Park again we're fairly sure though God could do anything and we're fairly sure that the experience of being at a papal mass in the Phoenix Park won't be repeated for some people they'll be able to have had a twice in a lifetime experience but for most this is not going to be an experience to be repeated Croke Park is happening one day is it on the Saturday Saturday evening okay yeah Saturday and so basically on Tuesday night at the 21st of August in every single diocese in the in the country in the island the launch of World Meeting of Families will happen in their cathedral at the same time okay. so every cathedral in the country will have this in, in the island will have this launch on Wednesday Thursday and Friday there's a congress and these, it's a really joyful thing I suppose we think of congress as a series of talks yeah. but we'll have strands for adults where adults can go and hear good speakers there'll be a strand for teenagers for young people and a strand for children so if you come as a family Everybody will go off and do their different areas. Okay. Very well supervised, very well organised, and then come back. We were Sister Margaret, who's uh, one of the Dominican sisters who's on our World Meeting the Families team, mm. was a volunteer in Philadelphia at the last one. And she said they just had so much fun with the children. They'd have small groups of children and they were bringing them to a circuit of activities that were fun games, but were all grounded in scripture and faith. And then everyone came back together for prayer and for meals. So it was just a lovely family experience. Then that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday evening, Croke Park. Um, and that's going to be a concert. There'll be there's six families coming from all over the world who've been chosen to give witness to their faith. Uh, there'll be uh, musical guests, some of whom can't be mentioned yet. They'll be very famous, fabulous musical guests. There'll be choirs and music from all over Ireland. Pope Francis will be there. It'll just be a spectacle, just a spectacular concert, a joyful Catholic Christian experience. And I think that's something... 
people aren't used to having in Ireland, that sense of really celebrating with great joy across the generations. You know, there's grandparents bringing their grandchildren, parents coming, just coming together for a joyful moment. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, the Phoenix Park, of course, will just be the Phoenix Park. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'd imagine. A few things come to mind. Um, do we know who the speakers are during the week? We do. Well, there's a big long list. Cardinal, They're not. Yeah. What they confirm at this stage is for each section, the cardinal that will lead that section. And then slowly over time, they'll confirm. Or you can go in and look on the website, but all you'll get is kind of the main head person for each section, which is the cardinal's name. Right. And now I have to say what really impressed me, I, I was thinking I wouldn't be too, you know, I wouldn't know one cardinal from the next, says she quietly and humbly. Um, but like there's a cardinal coming from Myanmar. Uh, who's speaking around justice oh, there's, them, yeah, there's yeah. cardinal they're coming from all over the world so it, very much like world youth there's a sense that the leaders of the church from all over the world are congregating here to speak about family and like it's such a gift to have it on our doorstep and you know the okay. tendency might be to leave it go but actually if you like one particular topic yeah you can you can, for focus that. you can focus on a day but you get yeah. you can pick Wednesday, Thursday, Friday come for Friday. one day the same and topic. I suppose talking about that yeah. too I suppose mm. they've divided it in terms of um, liturgy and diocesan days so okay. our diocesan day in Limerick is the Friday okay. so that's the day for well, it's Munster isn't it Munster, the, the yeah. Munster diocese the, the choirs and that that might if they want to get involved it, they'll try and draw from Munster and Friday on they'll Friday. try and draw from you know Connacht on another day okay. just for all those but it's very open people will come different days do you remember I remember the Eucharistic Congress yeah. Monday was baptism Tuesday another each day had a theme okay, okay. so there will be themes but it's it's gradually they're slowly opening it up and, and, and revealing so there's that little drip drip effect to draw us all in <laughs> and These. currently John the 16,000 have registered for the Congress mm-hmm. Uh, I think 60% of that are coming from abroad Abroad, and 40% are from Ireland but I suppose it's understandable that there will be more registered at this point Mm. from abroad because they're booking flights yeah Yeah, I can see that and there's two and a half thousand volunteers um they need about 8,000 volunteers. They include all the volunteers for the Phoenix Park and everything, even to the extent of in each section, each corral as they call it, in the Phoenix Park, they'll want to have, as well as all the first aid and all that, they want to have an animator, somebody who'll lead the singing to make sure everybody's singing. So you can imagine the sheer number of ministers, the the sheer number of of people who'll be involved in hospitality. They're organised though. Yeah, so it's going to be an incredible experience to volunteer at this because it's such an international. Many people volunteered for the Special Olympics, for instance. It'll Mm. be that level of international family intergenerational joyful experience um you need to be 18 to volunteer or 16 17 year olds can come as a group but they have to come as a group with adults leading them and work as a group and again you can uh, go on the website there's a section on volunteering it's everything tickets registration all of these uh, volunteering are all done through the website uh, because it's so international they can't have like us organising something here and letting them know mm-hmm. afterwards it has to be done through one place but we're quite happy if people want to ring this, the centre we can give a little bit of information and help out with that mm. but we're, we're encouraging people to book themselves so they know their names are right and their details are right uh, all, the rest of it, yeah. all that kind of thing um, these talks are these talks taking, pla- uh, taking place in Croke Park or, or whether the RDS the RDS this was, the RDS okay. the RDS was booked for everything and then when we knew when we knew if Pope Francis was coming then we'd open up the Phoenix Park okay. so that was the, that <laughs> was the deal ok ok now look I'm only asking a few questions you know okay, that I think people sorry, might yeah. ask but I'd say if they come on Tuesday what time is it again in, in the 7.30 Rundercast? in the Desmond Complex right and then there's a few more questions but, uh, but, but particularly those people who might be listening to the programme might know of people who are thinking about maybe volunteering. Yeah. 
I know. I mean, just to remind people again, it's the twenty first. It starts off the twenty first. Yeah, the right? the Tuesday the twenty first, and that's a launch in the local place. Yeah. The volunteering would be, and you decide it's between two and four days you volunteer for. So it's yeah, Wednesday, okay. Thursday, okay. Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday, and mm-hmm. there's some there's two training days in advance. So the, and volunteers could be doing anything from being involved in the children's program to hospitality to helping with the internet things behind the scenes. So you'll be okay. asked what it's your skills are variety. and given variety. the chance. It should be a great thing. Do you know, to be engaged in a great international experience to be involved in. And, um, and they're hoping to do the training actually mm. locally yes. if they get enough numbers coming from yeah. different ah, areas. Yeah, 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 but yeah. they'll do the, the training locally that we don't want to have to take up to good. Dublin for yeah. training. Um, one thing that I heard, and maybe it's wrong, but maybe you can knock it on the head, is um, it's supposed to be free Yes. for the paper yes. mass and whatever, yeah. right? However, that happens. Yeah. Providing I book for the no yeah. no that's 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 a, no, that's, that's, a, that's a, I suppose that's a little bit of a myth. Okay. Uh, I suppose the only way right now that I can be guaranteed that I can go yes. is by booking my tickets for the Congress. Yeah, but it's not the only way. The tickets are not available yet okay. at this moment yeah. in time for the for the Saturday and the Sunday. But in I would imagine two to three weeks' time. They will become available online and they will be free. And so, but we have to wait Great. for those. Yeah. You have to, to wait for those. Wait for those. I think but what happened, John, was there was an enthusiasm to say to people, get your tickets, yeah, yeah. even if it means getting a Congress ticket. And that created a confusion. It just, yeah. Anything, first of all, anybody under 18 is free for absolutely everything. There's okay. no charge for anything if you're under 18. So if you're coming as a family to the Congress for three days, the adults pay 68 euros for the three days mm. and the tickets for the weekend are free, but the children are free for everything. Okay. But for health and safety, you have to register properly I for accept, everything. Accept. Now, they, so what I would say to people is the tickets, to anything to see the Pope is free. Don't anything panic. to do with it. Um, there is no charge. There is a charge for the Congress because it's expensive, the RDS and the whole set But yeah. we're only charging the adults, people over 18. One day for the Congress is 38 euros. Three days is 68 but the, anything at the weekend is free. And if you're coming, say, two parents or a grandparent and parent and children, only the adults are paying. Everything else is free. Um, and just just bide your time and the free tickets will be available. That's what we're saying. The Friday. What, what's what's going to happen on the Friday with, with the Munster Day or the Limerick Day? the Monster Day. The, yeah. the Monster will be responsible for uh, leading liturgy okay. and the choirs and that sort of thing. Okay. Really. okay. Each day has a theme. I just, I've, I've literally turned off my internet, so I can't look it up for you again. But there's a theme on family love and family f- hope and joy, and I just can't remember the exact distinction. But I'll give it to Shane for the website, actually. No problem. Um, on the three days, and everything will be based on those three, and uh, we can go from there. No problem. We- Listen, at this stage, we might go for a little bit of a break, but before that, there was one little notice that I think we had to mention. Um, was it a bit of pro-life message? Oh, the newsletters, yeah. I said yeah, it yeah, yeah, Just um, The newsletters uh, come out and because of just cost, really, there's a weekly newsletter every week uh, called Choose Life. They're sent to parishes, they're sent to diocese, and I'm conscious that people, hopefully they can print them off, but if they can't, if you go to the Limerick Diocese website, the news section is on the left-hand side. Okay. And one of the first items, Choose Life, the, all the 11 copies are there to read, to download. There's no problem getting at them and they're... They're there for everybody to see. So just that it's easy to find. Lovely. Emer, um, might be able to get this girl all the time now because you're so busy running around the place, uh, Noreen. You might come on the programme maybe a little bit more often. Certainly when we know exactly what the programme and the... The yeah. timetables and the tickets and all that. I'm sure you'll have loads more questions for me, John. Oh, I'd be more than willing no to answer them. In the meantime, choose a very important date. 
in terms of information? Absolutely. Yes, very just, important. Just remind us again. Tuesday, the Desmond Complex at half seven. Somebody from the Dublin World Meeting of Families office will be there to make a small presentation and then to answer your questions around volunteering, around registration, around groups. All welcome. Perfect. No charge. Right, we might go for a, for a second bit of music, but before we do that, there's a prayer for the World Meeting of Families. Mm. Actually, yes, John, this is a prayer that was specially written. You're asking me, what do we do as delegates? Mm. This is one of the things that we were involved in, was writing this prayer. So I'll share it with you now. Thank you. Okay. Um, God, our Father, we are brothers and sisters in Jesus, your Son, one family in the spirit of your love. Bless us with the joy of love. Make us patient and kind, gentle and generous, welcoming to those in need. Help us to live your forgiveness and peace. Protect all families with your love and care, especially those for whom we now pray. Increase our faith, strengthen our hope, keep us safe in your love. Make us always grateful for the life, for the gift of life that we share. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Mary, Mother and Guide, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Father and Protector, pray for us. Saint Joachim and Anne, pray for us. Saint Louis and Zelie Martin, pray for us. Thank you so much, ladies, for for staying with us today. Uh, will you stay with us for the Gospel Reflection? You want for the third part? Yeah, Thank yeah. you very much indeed. In the meantime, we'll go for our second bit of music. This one, I like this piece of music that was played, actually, it featured twice, actually, on those uh, um, parish conversations, videos. This one's entitled The Voyage. <laughs> mate we signed on together couple of fate raised up our anchor determined not to fail for the heart's treasures together we set sail with no maps to guide us we steered our own course whether the storms when the winds were gale force set out the doldrums with patience and hope working together we learned how to cope life is a In troubled waters It keeps us afloat When we started the voyage There was just me and you But now look around us We have our own crew Destination is marked on no chart 
But we're navigating for the shores of the heart Life is an ocean, love is a boat In troubled waters keeps us afloat When we started the voyage there was just me But now look around us, we have our own crew. So, welcome back again to Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for joining me this morning. Still joined in studio here by Amy Williams and um, Noreen Lynch. And of course, Shane is joining us on Skyplan. Um at this part of the programme, most important part of the programme, even though the two ladies are here, but the most important part of the programme, girls, this morning, is where we read and reflect on the Word of God. And before that, there's a prayer that we always pray before reading and reflecting on Scripture, and Ema's going to pray that for us this morning. Thanks, Ema. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your Word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this Word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this Word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord, May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander. But may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, um, Emma. So, the Gospel for today, again, for the third Sunday at the Easter, taken from Luke, chapter 24, verse 35 to 48, and Noreen's going to read that for us. Thanks, Noreen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The disciples told their story of what had happened on the road and how they had recognised Jesus at the breaking of bread. They were still talking about all this when Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. In a state of alarm and fright, they thought they were seeing a ghost. But he said, Why are you so agitated? And why are these doubts rising in your hearts? Look at my hands and feet. Yes, it is I indeed. Touch me and see for yourselves. A ghost has no flesh and bones as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. Their joy was so great that they could not believe it, and they stood dumbfounded. So he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? And they offered him a piece of grilled fish, which he took and ate before their eyes. Then he told them, This is what I meant when I said while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets and in the Psalms, has to be fulfilled. 
Then he then opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, So you see how it is written that Christ would suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that in his name, in this name, repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses to this. Thanks for that, Noreen. Shane, would you like to share a few thoughts with us, please? (coughs) Sure, John. Um, I think one of the things we have to remember as we journey through the six weeks of Eastertide is we're hearing the Gospels very much spread out over the six weeks. But often the events that are being described are happening very much on the same day. So today what we have is we have Luke's account of what we heard last week from St. John. And the thing to remember is we're still in Easter Sunday, right? So if you, if you look at the chronology of it, we've had the women go to the tomb in the morning. They've discovered the tomb is empty. We've had then the appearance to Mary Magdalene. Then at the same time or in that early morning session, we've had the, the two boys on their way to Emmaus and suddenly they're coming back. Then we've had Jesus appearing in the the upper room for the first time where there was no Thomas. And now what we have in this week's gospel is we have Luke's account of that first appearance. So if you like, last Sunday we heard the first appearance and Thomas wasn't there. This week we hear Luke's account or version of that appearance. And where the story or the, the account enters in, where the disciples are listening to the two guys that, uh, that have been to Emmaus and had come back. And it's, for us, it's important to understand that kind of dynamic and understand all of these ha- things happening at once. Because when they're spread out, it sounds a bit disjointed and it's a bit hard sometimes to get the full impact of what is being said to us on, uh, in, in the Gospel account. And it's, it's, it's important for us to remember that you know, it, the gospel, the gospels don't give us too many details of the encounters. Now, Luke's is quite descriptive, actually, because we have this lovely little request: "Give me something to eat," and they give him some grilled fish. Um, you know, just to emphasize and to try to get our head around what has happened, because what we're trying to describe here is who is Jesus after his resurrection. And what resurrection actually means. Because if you think about it, nobody actually saw the resurrection. The apostles and the disciples were witnesses to the empty tomb. And nobody, so nobody, and they're trying to explain to us that have come afterwards what it is that they saw that gave them this belief that they could go out into the world telling the world that Jesus was the savior of humanity. Because if you think about it, without the resurrection, without the the story that we are sharing over these six weeks, you wouldn't have had farmers and tax collectors and fishermen from Galilee spreading out throughout the world and sharing this great news. And, you know, we're looking at what the message is of that encounter on that very first Easter Sunday morning and their experience of what has happened after the drama and the despair and the the lack of hope of Holy Week and the, the crucifixion. And suddenly you have this sight that their friends, their companion, the master, the Rabuni, has appearing in the room in front of them. And the first thing he says to them is, peace be with you. It's that echoing of that message from 
from the discourse in John's gospel, where Christ says, you know, I will give you the peace. I will give you peace that the world cannot give you. And it's that whole thing. Peace be with you. That was the first thing he said to them. It wasn't, why didn't you stand by me? Why didn't you stay at the cross? Why did you run away? It was, no, guys, it's, you know, peace be with you. You know, they were afraid. Of course, they thought it was a ghost. They didn't know what was going on. And it's that whole second again, peace be with you. It echoes again that whole word that comes through Scripture again and again, and particularly in the New Testament, do not be afraid. Peace be with you. And for us, as we reflect on it this Sunday morning, in a very troubled world where we have a lot of, uh, you know, things going on with politicians lacking fiber and lacking to provide leadership in times of difficulty, when the world is crying out for peace, it is that Easter message of Christ to the disciples that we need to remind ourselves again and again and again, peace be with you. And again, he says to them, look at my hands, look at my feet. I remember a couple of years ago reading something, I don't know what it was, and I'm coming across the line which basically said, the only human-made things in heaven are the wounds on Christ's resurrected body. You know, his hands, his feet, his side, uh, and his bruised shoulder. It, it's one of, the, one of the apparitions to one of the saints over the years, and she asked him what was the most painful wound he ever he suffered during his passion. And he said the wound that people forget was the bruised shoulder that carried the cross for the, for, for the entirety of humanity. But it's just that reminder to us in this Sunday's Gospel that, you know, it's, it's an it's occasion of joy. Their joy was so great, they could not believe it, and they stood dumbfounded. And then he says to them, you know, give me a piece of fish. You know, if you can just try to get your head around that, it's just so difficult in some respects. You know, give, you know to prove to them that he wasn't a ghost. What he was, we're not sure. We're trying to understand that. You know, that's the thing about it. But he was saying to them, he was different to what he had gone before. And that, you know, it is because of that experience, because of that amazing event, that we are Christian, that we profess the faith, that we are the heirs to the apostles. You know, um, that we, we, we are, that, that, that is why we celebrate this Easter tide. Because without the resurrection, you know, it doesn't make sense. You know, sometimes from an Irish perspective, we get caught up in Good Friday. We get caught up in the Passion. And we'll offer it up. Or sometimes we get caught up in Holy Saturday. We get stuck in the grave. We get stuck with the sorrow. We get, but sometimes, as an Irish church and as Irish Catholics, we sometimes forget the joy of the resurrection. Because we have been through an, a prolonged Holy Week over the last 25 years in terms of faith in the public space. But we have to remind ourselves, and that's one of the great things I think that the celebration in August actually brings, that opportunity to remind ourselves that faith is for living. It is supposed to be a joyful, you know, a, a joyful event. Um, and it, it's interesting, you know, it's, 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 it ties into the apostolic exhortation that was published this week by Pope Francis. And we'll, we, you know, we'll come back to it again in a program later on. He, he says to us, the Lord asks everything of us, and in return, he offers us true life, the happiness for which we are created. He wants us to be saints and not to settle for a bland and mediocre existence. You know, for the Lord has chosen each one of us to be holy and blameless before him. 
But and you know the popes, uh, you know, and what the pope wrote this week was, you know, it was to propose a call to holiness in a practical way, and that's what we have to discover. And I think for me, John, this Sunday's gospel, you know, again we are celebrating, we are prolonging the joy of Easter, and sometimes because it's broken up, we fail to see the the strings, the connections between the two of us. But it, you know, what I would say to people this weekend is, there is five weeks left before Pentecost. We have five weeks left of Easter tide. I would say to people, if you have the time, if you have the opportunity, take each of the four Gospels and read the, the entirety of the resurrection sequence in each Gospel from beginning to end so that you see the flow of events and you see truly the drama of what happened and the impact it had on the disciples. And the question for us then this Sunday, as we listen to this event, is what impact does it have on our lives today? Where are we in the upper room? Are we there with them or are we, are, you know, are we, are we too kind of caught up in us, too afraid, as it, you, know, uh, you know, too afraid of the authorities? You know, that, that is the question that arises for us, I suppose, each Sunday of, this, of, of the Easter tide. We are sent to announce the gospel of the Lord, the gospel of the resurrection. And I think that is what we need to reflect on this Sunday in Eastertide. Shane, well done. Thank you so much for that. that. That was a beautiful reflection. What a way to finish off the programme. Shane, thanks so much for that. And again, girls, thank you so much for coming, for, for travelling to our, our Come and See <coughs> studio here in Ada. Ema, you might come back a bit more often now and <laughs> yeah, share with a bit more information. Noreen, thanks a lot for coming out. It's been great to be here. And Shane, thank thanks a lot, Shane. OK, Joe. We'll do it all again next week. Okay. Thank you all, and thanks for your ongoing support of, I mean, I think this, the consistency of Sacred Space 102 FM has been very important across the, the diocese in the county, and we're very grateful for it all the time. Well, I tell you now, there's a fella out there on the, on the other end, end of the skype line who, who goes to various parts of the world because of his, his work, but continues to check in with us via Skype yeah. for Sacred Space and, and yeah. keeps us all informed all, all the way around the world. Yeah, we appreciate it, all of you. Keep, keep us in the prayers, yeah. guys. We need that. In the meantime, I'll go out for a final bit of music. Noreen. Uh, yeah, we might finish with a piece again from that Shine CD, uh, Gathered as One. So that sense that wherever we are and wherever we're listening in on this Sunday morning, that we are united in the Lord and we'll go out with that joy. Hallelujah. Until next week. God bless you all. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.
Sacred Space.